Hello, my dear listener, and welcome to Is This It? I'm your host, Dana Grinberga, and I'm here to have meaningful conversations with talented and purpose-driven people to discover what mindset allowed them to overcome their greatest challenges and achieve success and share it with you so you can do the same. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider joining my exclusive Patreon community to support the show and unlock bonus content. On today's episode, Chloe McIntosh, founder of the sexual education app, Kama. Guys, welcome to today's practical part of uh, Chloe's episode. So Chloe would like to share with us some practical knowledge that we can incorporate in our day-to-day life when it comes to increasing intimacy, pleasure, and improving our understanding and relationship to our sexuality. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I wanted to do this because as much as it's a big topic of conversation, the shift happens when we do different things. And also because a lot of those things are really simple. And the art of practice is repetition. And repetition is the biggest teacher because with repetition comes boredom. And that's when you have to master your mind and stick to the practice and not question it. It's very important. The only practice that matters is the practice you do. So set yourself small goals that you're more likely to achieve. Start really small. I'm going to give you practice that take one to two minutes a day to do. So it's very easy to incorporate. The first change that I would love to get across is to try and limit the use of chairs and sitting on chairs. When you look at people who've been sitting on chairs for a long time and who don't do a lot of movement, when they try to touch their toes, their back is the shape of a chair. And that's as far as they can go. And what happens when we do that is we restrict blood flow and vitality to the lower part of our body, which is obviously where the lower organs are, the pelvic floor, but also our pleasure organs. And we don't want to do that because in order to have more and more pleasure, we need more and more blood flow, more and more life. Uh, You know, we say um, motion is the lotion, right? So lubricate, you know, be active in that way and also try to get into non-linear movement. Right. So less things like this, more moving in rotation, remembering we have this very extraordinary machine here that can do so many things. And very often we find ourselves just doing the same thing. Yeah. So avoid sitting. I changed, for example, the practical things I did. I changed my office from being a desk base to floor base. I built cushion the size of my floor. And now I sit upstairs and I did that in London as well. And it's a space where I can practice. And I can work and I'm not sitting on a chair. So it's one small change that we could do. And you could do anywhere in the house. It could be a small space, but you kind of make it so it's so nice. So what is it like something like this? Yeah. So you put cushions on the floor that are comfortable. They, they thick, they're thinner, but denser. So it's almost like a mattress. And then I can sit like this or I can sit uh, across a cushion. But I try not to sit where my body has a tendency to Mm. Kind of, you know, go in that position. When you sit on your tailbone, your back is straight, your spine is straight, and, you know, energy moves on 
along the spine. You want to have lots of flexibility in the spine. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing is find a way to sit somewhere uh, that's not on a chair. The second thing is the effortless mindfulness piece that we talked about in the podcast, which is wherever you are, whatever you're doing, remember, and that will be the practice, it will be to remember, to be aware of all your senses. So it goes like this. First sense, let's say, is smell. So I'm smelling. And when I'm smelling, I also realizing I haven't <laughs> taken a proper breath for a while. So when you remember to smell, you also connect to remembering to breathe. But more than breathing, you're now connecting to an external signal. So you are now bringing the smell into the breath. And you will find that sometimes you don't smell much. And this is because we desensitized. Um, so the process of using your senses will also resensitize them and give them more and more power, develop the awareness. It will suddenly, suddenly a smell will just take you like that, you know, because you are just spend time developing the sense like any other muscle or um, part of the body. So when I'm sitting having a conversation with Dana earlier, I'm always somewhat touching my bracelet. I have a touch. I feel the texture of my clothes. I also often relate um, where the weight of my body is balanced. So is this the right way that I'm balancing my body? No, it's not. I should really put more strength on my back, use a little bit my leg for support. So being aware of your position in the space is another form of touch. So touch is the second. Then the third would be your mouth. And that's when you really realize you've been closing your jaw all the time because you we like that. So swallow your saliva, test, feel the dryness of your mouth, um, the fact that you're relaxing and exercise try to relax the jaw like this is also a little practice of remembering to breathe into the belly and to remember to relax the jaw um, so smell taste touch and the one that we don't need to worry too much about mm. is this one because this one is hyper stimulated all the time the one practice i recommend especially if you work at home all day and you have very short sight activity is to find a window that has a long view, long enough view, mm. and occasionally focus very far away because that would really help, you know, your eye just relaxing a little bit. But other than that, I would say eyesight has overdeveloped against the other senses. Mm. And interesting, see, eyesight is the only sense that does not have a sensation. It's still a thought. It's an image projected in our brain so it's a, a bit of a twisted sense when it comes to intimacy and arousal we have to be a bit careful because we have a lot of stimulation and therefore need for visual reassurance visual stimulation visual arousal and that can disconnect it a little bit from feeling from the inside of the body where i'm now focusing purely on sensations without having to have images attached to it uh, there's even these retreats that are in complete darkness yes. and, and all these practices where you close your eyes. It seems that when you do, all the other senses come to life more. Yes, yes that's correct. Actually, people start releasing DMT and go into deep psychedelic-like experiences uh, 
by living in darkness because as you say it, it, there's a lot of reasons but that definitely uh, a sort of sensorial deprivation can help you develop the other senses and, and in, in sex it's very true you know when we are immersed and blindfolded we feel more that the experience is inside of us I mean we close our eyes when we kiss yeah. so yeah to feel more Must be yes. a reason. Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. Use your senses when you are at a meeting, when you're in the tube, when you're walking, when you're talking to people. Still remember, are you breathing? Are you fully present? Can you feel the other person breathing? Like these kind of little things, they adjust you a little bit in conversation. Now I wanted to take you through a day, what it could look like. So waking up, We know the longer we live before we touch our phone in the morning, the better. And the longer we use it in the eve before we go to bed in the evening. So I'm not going to repeat that because we know. But one of the ways that I found I, I can do that is that I have a few practices in the morning. I first wake up and realize I've awoken. I try to see if I had any dreams. Um, because actually I think there is a, a lot of unknown science and knowledge and wisdom around dreams and a lot of uh, ancient lineage um, and healers have some interpretation around the value of dreams that is beyond what we really think it is today, which is not very much at all. So it could be good to remember, I don't journal, because it's too intellectual for me. Mm -hmm. So I realize I can't journal anymore. But uh, remembering dreams can be the first thing. And again, it's just a matter of connecting with yourself and feeling present. Then I will do my little self-love morning practice, which will be I touch myself in a way that I really can give myself comfort. I feel it, you know, I've got myself. I'm like, good morning, how are you feeling? I stretch in my bed, I feel, is there pain anywhere? You know, I move my body. Um, and then I put a hand on my heart, a hand on my belly, and I do this practice around um, desire. So this was given to me by uh, one of the teachers I work with. And this is the idea that we need to wake up in the morning and asking ourselves, what do I really want? What do I want to experience today? What am I yearning for? Is there something that I want today from this day. And the reason it's important is because we intend to operate more accurately, more, more, with more knowledge around the things we don't want. Mm -hmm. We have fears that guide our choices. So we are more accustomed to know the things we don't want and to go push away the things that we fear, then we are to go towards our desire. We're not really told to tap into ourselves and find out what we really want. What we want is being told what we want so we can buy it. But if you know what you really want, then suddenly you don't want these things and that doesn't work. So ask yourself and you will see as always when you start the conversation with yourself and when you really become attuned to this idea that you can move your consciousness, your intelligence around and, and tapping into your own wisdom mm. by building a conversation, then you will see that desire, they start coming. Mm. Suddenly you have like, I want that. You're like, wow, okay. It could be something to eat. Also, your body starts telling you what it wants to eat. And sometimes it's not the sugar and the 
things that completely random vegetable or food. it's actually a thing yeah that, and you become obsessed with that your body has been wanting this you know so it will really i think it's a great easy practice i want cornichon no i know that's it you want cornichon <laughs> what a great okay. choice amazing French um then i would um you so know, just to that point yes. so what happens you put You connect with yourself. So remember the idea of getting uh, this process to work is to be involved with it. Mm. So you can do it by meditation where you don't move, but it's very hard because you need to have extreme awareness to still be able to be present while doing this. When you are holding yourself, mm. putting an hand on your heart and a hand on your belly, you are committing to this moment much more profoundly. And that just gets the system. And you're reading. And you're basically asking information, yourself, yeah. sometimes nothing comes. You're asking yourself, what do I really want today? Is there like a desire? Is there something that I want to experience? Is there something that I want to eat? Someone I want to see? Someone I haven't talked to for a while? Is there something I want to wear to make me feel special? Like, it's literally like that. Mm. There's really nothing to it. It's just going through the process of what do I actually want? Allowing and, and that space. to autopilot, yeah. you know, where, you know, you always do the same thing because it's easy or you find art along the way. Um, and then also then guiding your life towards, obviously, those things that you want. Yeah. Because if you don't know... No, I, I see that as very profound because, as you said, we're just on autopilot. Like, all the time, there's to-do list, to-do mm. list, check off this, have to do that, have to do this. It's never what I really want yeah. to. And even when it's, like, want to, it's yeah. it's normally, uh, like, go out with friends. It's, again, one of those, like, should and, mm. and all of those. But mm. when do you actually take time to just tune into what your body needs, what feels right, Yeah, in the morning but, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i think it's a good practice anyway it's worked for me really well then you know just go back your day continue to remember to breathe in your belly and then at any time i would recommend doing a pelvic floor training for me this is like foundational it's something we should be doing every day that's as important as so many things we don't do uh like stretching the body or do, this is really core Uh, so the pelvic floor is this group of muscle that sits a bit like a hammock between your hip, hip bone and it supports the lower organs. It's responsible for all of the, you know, digestive excretions, all of that part. And it's also connected to your orgasms. And because we sit, it shrinks and it doesn't get enough vitality and through the blood flow. And it means that we are first forgetting it exists which almost means it's not there and therefore as we know diminish its potential in itself the second is that when you don't know you have something and you're not developing awareness for it your body will have reactions because you what by the time it happens you haven't seen it coming that's how people have premature ejaculation or they have the orgasm very quickly or very weakly or that's because they are not reading the sign early enough. When you get awareness and you start training the muscle and your body starts knowing how to squeeze it, also starting to develop at different places as you get more into it, pushing and how to use the breath, 
you notice when something is starting to move, you know, and it gives you space to have options mm -hmm. around what comes next. So it's also very important in sex and lasting longer and having sex that feels good for longer where you can stay connected. It's a very good tool. It's actually essential. Mm. And again, most ancient, you know, uh, practices, uh, whether it's yogic, uh, tantra, Taoism, had a huge amount of practice around moving energy from that place and keeping this part of the body extremely well irrigated mm. and alive because it is the life force. So how do we do that? So... We do that and it can be done anywhere. We uh, first identify the pelvic floor, which is the muscle that you use to either increase peeing or stop peeing. It's also the same muscle that will uh, help you avoid farting or pushing if you want to go uh, to the loop. And again, we have shame around there. So even awareness, sometimes some people don't feel it to start with. They can't quite connect with it because it's almost like they don't voluntarily do it. Mm. So the idea is to voluntarily. One of the best way to play with that is actually when you go to the loo, uh, where you actually start playing with this, the flow of urine or you activating and pushing and squeezing without bearing down with respect to your body. The idea is not to go crazy, but start to gain dexterity by bringing awareness and presence while these muscles are being used, mm. such as when you're on the loop. And then the rest of the time, you can basically use the pelvic floor to squeeze. And you can do squeeze, hold and relax, squeeze, hold and relax. Or you can do little squeezes, like a repeated squeeze. Or you can do a long squeeze and a slow release, for example, right? So the way you would train a muscle, it becomes almost your experimentation around this new awareness. What can you do with it? It doesn't actually really matter at the beginning what you do because you're exploring yourself. You're basically saying, oh, I can squeeze. How long can I squeeze for? Mm. Oh, I can only squeeze for three seconds, then I'm exhausted. Yes, that's, that will happen. After I had kids uh, doing this exercise would exhaust me. Mm. I was so tired after doing them. I couldn't do that many at all. So it takes time. So the first thing is to do this and do this all the time. Again, like you're talking to someone, squeeze, push first. It's going to start connecting that part of your body with this part of the body, which means everything gets to be awake, mm. right? So you also moving energy from a centralized, heady space to a decentralized, I'm also in here, and yes, it's my sexual chakra, and yes, I'm feeling something there, it's okay. I'm comfortable with that, mm -hmm. even around people, it's, it's okay. So that squeeze, pushing, yeah. squeeze, pushing, do it while you masturbate, experiment with that, and do it also when you have sex. Start just pushing and doing that. Um, but you can do it throughout the day as well. Just practice a little bit whenever you have time. Yes. Yes. And on top of that, there is another practice that I like called the peeing practice, which you can do every time you want to go to the loo. So when you want to go to the loo, you will notice that there is pleasure coming as a signal to go to the loo. Now, you haven't identified this as pleasure because it's annoying because now you go to go to the loo. But if you actually stay with that sensation, and you spend a bit more time waiting to go to the loo, and you realize that that sensation is actually very close to your clitoris area, mm. and it's kind of tingling you to go to the loo, but you can shift 
your relationship to that sensation and actually make it pleasurable. And now if you then go to the loo and you are very present when you pee and you are feeling the release that comes from peeing, but also as the pee brushes through the urethra tube, which is also made of erectile tissues, which is why squirting feels so good, you are also experiencing a lot of pleasure. And when we reconcile with the pleasure we feel when we pee, it also helps us opening this opportunity for a type of squirting that is really a release of emotion, uh, the flow, the connection to water, and a big part of our arousal system that is very dormant. Mm. So the more we recognize there is pleasure there, the more pleasure potential we've built. And it's also the realization that everything we need to do to survive is pleasurable. Mm. Eating is pleasurable. We have lots of pleasure here. Breathing is pleasurable. Peeing is pleasurable. Pooing is pleasurable. We may not associate it to, but it is because if we didn't feel pleasure, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, and we, and we very quickly realize that it's very painful not to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's another one. And then I would say in the evening, I would say two practices. Um, the one practices is a kind of let your body relax itself and realize that you can stretch your entire body by using your own body. So you can start moving your body in position. So the idea is you go on all four mm -hmm. and you just follow. Or, or you can do it sitting. Me, I do it in any, any position. But before I go to bed, I really spend... 10 to half an hour, uh, but it could be five minutes, to use my body in a way that I, my body wants to move. So following the places where I need to relax. And then, so I do cat and cow, where I do this kind of stretching. I do, you know, could be one leg stretching, could be twisting, could be my neck. And that the experience is that you are only relating to the sensation that comes from the inside of your body. Mm. You're now really relating to the inside of your body can do things that have the effect of stretching and relaxing because you're pulling your body in places that helps any muscle that you feel. It's a bit like when you are stretching like this, but now you're just doing it in three-dimensional way. Mm. And you're really just doing that. And that's going to release a lot of hormones that are going to relax your body, which helps you also go to sleep. Me, if I'm a bit like antsy and I do this, I start yawning. I start mm -hmm. feeling really tired because now I'm in my body. I'm relaxing my mind. I'm internalizing my sensation. I'm connected with myself and my body reminds me it's tired. The only thing that's keeping me awake is the adrenaline. Yeah, of and course, the, all the, the external uh, things. When I shut down and my body is able to fully, fully, then it's so clear I'm tired, you know. So interesting. I mean, uh, have you ever seen cats and dogs before they go to sleep? Like how many right. times they r r rotate yeah. uh, cats, how they groom themselves? I guess there is something yeah. to the reconnection to the body. Yeah. also before you settle. Otherwise, the energy is going to want to, and then you go back into your head. Yeah. And then the last practice is the one we talked about during the podcast is the heart genital, which again, you put a hand on your heart, a hand on your lower belly, or you cup your genitals. And this is a psychosexual practice that helps repair the connection between our emotions and our sexuality in cases where sometimes we have sex and we disconnected or, you know, we feel connected, but we have pain, but we bear through it, or, you know. Any times where we are not fully aligned, um, we break 
that connection between our heart and our genitals, right? So this is almost like a maintenance practice. Mm. You do it every day because if anything happens, then you let it go. Mm. You're reinforcing the positive aspect, which is now you do want that connection. And sometimes I apologize to myself if I clearly did something or realize it's not what I wanted. I do have a conversation with myself and I say, I'm sorry. I realize it's not what I wanted. I will care for you better next time. Like I really do have this conversation, even if like two years ago, you would have said that to me and I would be like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Um, so the practice is simply you close your eyes, you connect to yourself, you start breathing into your belly. And when you breathe into your belly, also push a little bit the pelvic floor, like start thinking of your lower belly like a balloon. And then when you relax, open your mouth. So inhale into the nose, deep, and then relax with the mouth. And remember to always have a longer exhale than inhale, so that we have more relaxation than activation uh, when we're trying to slow down. And then the idea is to create a cycle of breath where we inhale into the heart, through the nose, and then we exhale down into the genitals, from the heart to the genitals. And then the air comes back up through the sacral chakra. And then again, inhale into the heart, exhale down to the genitals. And we imagine like an ellipse of light, like a neon light that goes from the heart to the genitals and out again. And this practice exists for millions of years, not millions, but a long time, 4,000 years. And um, I personalized it to me because once you understand your pathways and how things work, you can create the practice that works for you that you enjoy the most. It's not about, embodiment is not about taking practices from other people and copying them. Yeah. It's about learning what the practice is about, what part of the body it's using and what is it for. And then letting your body embrace its version of it. Mm. That is really how it works for you, which is unique. So if people tell you it's not the right practice, that doesn't exist. If you say it's a practice from this lineage and that's not correct, absolutely fine. But if this practice feels good to you and it's doing the base pieces that are meant, then you're doing the right that practice. That is the right practice yes, for you. Yes, absolutely. So we need relaxation a little bit around, you know, because if we want people to pick up practice as a way of life, we're going to need to let them be creative with what that means for them. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to be fun to always do what other people tell you to do, right? We don't want that. We want uh, autonomy mm. and self-reliance with creating your own practice. So for example, the neon light, I know from other practices that when you see a beam of light, it's actually a very strong visual accent for things to be reinforced. So I combined the breathing with the connecting other practitioner. They use a different sound mm. in the exhale. That's more like a because in this tradition, when you position like the mouth is a particular way, it has a particular value also. So, you know, as long as you are connecting your heart and your genital consciously, you're doing the right practice. Mm. And some other practitioner, they inhale emotions. So they inhale love into their heart. 
And then they use this love and then that has gone into their heart and then they use it to feed the genitals. Mm -hmm. And then the next breath, they might inhale forgiveness. Maybe, you know, they use it to kind of do whatever needs to be done. And then other people, they see colors alongside this. You know, so the moral is that people can adjust it to their own sensation, what feels right to them. This is a starting point. And it's because then you will do the practice because you like the practice. And as we said, the only practice that matters is the one that you do. So it's more important you do your version than you not do the one you've been told because you don't relate to it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. more important that you do the practice that you've created. Okay, so for let's summarize what we've told them and how they can incorporate it in their lives as often as possible without thinking that it's going to take way too long. Yeah. You wake up, you touch yourself, you love yourself, you say hello, have a good day, everything is good, I can feel myself. You stretch your body a little bit, you then have your desire practice. What do I want today? What do I want to experience? You then move along your your day, reminding to be connecting to your senses at all times. You feel, you smell, you touch, you feel your body on the floor, etc., and when you can, you do little squeezes with the pelvic floor, little pushes of the pelvic floor. When you go to the loo, you're present with that. You realize how much pleasure there is there and you embrace that pleasure. In the evening, you move. Your, this is extra. There is extra to that that's important is your movement practice. That's the baseline of mini practices. And then in the evening, you move your body in a way that is what the body wants. Mm. And you start educating yourself that your body knows what it needs. Because it's showing you where the stretch needs to be. Okay. It's showing you where it feels good to stay for longer mm. and where to breathe, etc. Right. So that's I listen to my body, therefore my be- my body talks to me. And then heart genital meditation, check in with yourself. I do it a bit like a prayer, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. It's like just a conversation. To, yeah, and also, yeah, that's like last bit before I go to sleep. I'm conscious in that moment, and that's it. Now, besides this, don't sit on chairs as much as you can. Yeah. And movement. Find a movement practice that you love, that you enjoy. It doesn't matter what it is. Of course, I know we focused on outside results of physical practice. But what we're talking about here is that there is beauty on the inside of the body when we do what the body needs. And that beauty is what makes you happy. So what can people expect to happen to them if they start adopting these practices? If they really do it regularly and they stick to it and they respect that their practice is their mastery, right? Then, like the proverbs say, when you live a life of mastery through your practice, then you master life. You will feel more attuned. And there will be, I, I believe they will start to develop this inner strength, the self-reliance that you know you've got yourself. And from there, you know, lots of different things can happen. I can imagine you'd have better sex life as a result, for sure. Yeah. Because you're more connected. Yeah, of course. I mean, and in that area, there is a whole lot of other practices, you know, of course, that's specific to that. Yeah, you will definitely enjoy being more. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Guys, practice. (laughs) Practice, practice, practice. And Chloe, thank you so much once again. Thank you. Hello friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and share it with someone. I would love to hear your feedback and suggestions as to what guests you would like to see in the show next. See you next week.